You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Aging Starts Now podcast. I'm Chris Johnson, partner and attorney here at Tagus McGinnis Elder Care Law, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Tanya. She is the daughter of some clients of ours, and she has really experienced the full realm of what it means to have to take care of your parents, especially in a bit of an emergency environment. And we just thought that her story uh, was too important uh, not to share with our listeners. And so we asked permission and, and we received it. And so, Tanya, we are so very excited to have you as a guest today. Thank you for having me. Well, this is this is going to be a wonderful opportunity. We're really glad you're here and taking not only time out of your very busy schedule as people are about to learn, um, but also being willing to share uh, these personal events because it really, uh, I think it'll really connect with our listeners as they hear uh, what can happen uh, when when life kind of happens to you, when life starts telling you these are the decisions you're going to have to make. And so I was hoping you could kind of take us back to the beginning and just paint a little picture of where you were living, where your parents were living, and kind of what happened, the series of events that brought you to our doorstep. Absolutely. Um, Well, I relocated out to Tennessee back in the 90s to finish college. I'm an only child, and so I settled here. I put my roots down, but left my parents back in my home state where I grew up. Um, They were very supportive of being a whole state away, and for many, many years, we went along just fine. Um, What we found out here more recently, um, in 2016, my father was diagnosed with dementia, and my mom was his main caregiver and continues to be course I'm very very close to them being an only child we you know mom's my best friend and I talk to her frequently so I actually took over um, their finances um, unofficially for them but (laughs) we went along just just fine like that for a bit um, until earlier this year Um, she was still you know doing the things she needed to do going to the grocery store going to church this that and the other but one evening Uh, unfortunately she was on her way back from getting my dad a burger and she was in a car accident and um, thankfully she was okay the other parties involved were physically okay Um, but there have been some serious challenges um, that have come along from that she was issued a citation uh, and a pretty serious one and there are still some lingering legal issues that we're having to deal with and, and unravel but that was kind of the game changer for us. Um, I know I kind of fast forwarded a lot there, Chris. So if there's anything we need to clarify, just hop in and let me know. But but that was really the pivot point for us. I mean, I I had been trying to get them out here for some time. It was always their intention to move out to Tennessee. 
Um, but, you know, they were 40 some years settled in their home and it got harder and harder for them to make that move. And and unfortunately, the decisions, they were no longer theirs to make um, because of that event in February of this year. Uh, we had to we had to swoop in and, and kind of make some decisions on their behalf and and move them out here because mom wasn't driving anymore, obviously, at that point, and My father hadn't been for a few years. So I need to just first and foremost to know that they were safe and cared for. And that meant, you know, somewhat forcing a move to Tennessee. They, they willingly came. I didn't have to drag them. But, <laughs> um, but it, it, you know, it, it was difficult for sure. Yep. Emotionally, it was very, very difficult for them to leave the home that they had known for many, many years. Oh, I, I can't imagine. And there's, there is a lot to unpack right there. The, uh, <laughs> one of the biggest things, the, uh, we, we look to, were there flags? Were there anything indicators that saying I should be asking more questions? And I, I took note where you said uh, at some point you kind of informally took over the finances. And it's funny because I, I think a lot of children do that for their parents at one mm-hmm. point and really don't think too much of it. I think that's pretty much the common practice when parents get to a certain age. Uh, it's not very unusual at all. Um, but I think our listeners should be reminded that when you get to moments like that, it's probably worthy to do a little digging. And, and really, it's hard to imagine us as children evaluating our parents for almost our whole lives. It's kind of been the other way around. Um, but when you think back, uh, do you look at that and go, boy, I wish I had asked a few more questions or been a little more probing? I, I I'm pretty probing by nature anyway, <laughs> but I think I, I wish I had been a little more, it doesn't have to be a negative word, but forceful. I, you know, they being an only child, they had opened up, you know, some of their medical records. I was on their HIPAA form with their physician. We talked openly and honestly about some of the concerns that I had, um, you know, we were all on the same page that when we did successfully get them to Tennessee, that we were going to dig a little deeper and have, you know, more, more thorough evaluations done. But I, I guess I couldn't have anticipated this accident. I should have perhaps, but I, there's no way I could have known that, that that was going to happen. And, um, and yeah, I wish I had been more forceful with some of that before, um, because certainly, you know, the details and the things that are just everyday things we take for granted and things that we've seen our parents take for granted for years. You know, um, when I when I went home in February to deal with the car accident and I opened their fridge and I saw that, you know, there were, were things that were pretty outdated in there that they had no awareness of. And just, you know, just a lot of things, signs like that, the yep. finances, the groceries, the personal care, to be honest with you, Um you know, my mother's always taken a lot of a lot of pride in her appearance, and um, and she's still a beautiful lady. But but it had changed, you know. Yep. So I knew there was there was more at play. It wasn't simply you know them just slowing down. That's you know? right. Well, those are great. Those are those are amazing indicators for our audience for them to think of with regard to their own parents and uh, regard to what they see. And I love how you use the word forceful. Uh, and it is, it's, it's very difficult to choose the right word there, but, but you do, uh, you, you have to 
hold your ground a little bit and kind of assert yourself to make sure that they're doing okay and and make sure that things are the way they should be. Because uh, as you noted, your first and primary uh, mission at that point, once the car accident happened was, I need my parents to be safe and I need them to be cared for. And, and you brought them back here to Tennessee uh, and it got them in a living environment where they were safe, where they were cared for. Um, but then at that point, you're digging more and more. And so now we look at what their legal plan was and uh, the documents were, were pretty dated at that point, wouldn't you say? Very much so. They, again, as an only child, they did all the right things back in the late 80s and, and early 90s as I was graduating from high school and putting my life plan in place to move out here to finish school and such. You know, they felt like they had dotted their I's and crossed their T's. And at that point they had, but nothing had really been touched since then. I mean, I came out here and I started living life and, you know, uh, started finished school, started working, started a family of my own and, and all of those things. So I, again, I never really thought back to, okay, wait a second, you know, what, what is this documentation? Is it going to hold up? Should I need to step in and help them? Um, and yes, everything was very, very dated. <laughs> yeah. And so people don't realize that when we do wills or do powers of attorney, do trusts, uh, they can oftentimes be a, a lot like a car. And that is, it's great when it's new, but it has a life cycle. And there are times where they need to be tuned up. Sometimes you need to trade it in for a newer version when you don't understand uh, that your life circumstances have changed so much uh, that the plan that you did 20, 30, 40 years ago uh, isn't serving the purposes that you were hoping for when, I mean, back then, uh, they're probably contemplating you being uh, a minor or certainly very, very young and you'd have uh, different distributions. And no one is looking towards asset protection. No one's looking towards long-term care uh, when they themselves are in their 30s and 40s. That's just not uh, paramount in their mind. And now we get into our 60s, 70s, and 80s, and those questions become really, really important. Absolutely. Absolutely, they do. I Quite frankly, I wasn't sure what I was going to do when I brought them out here. I just knew I couldn't leave them there. And again, my goodness, 2020, in hindsight, knowing everything that this year brought... <laughs> Well, and boy, that's it. And we should share a little bit, Tanya. I hope we're not sharing too much here. But you, you got married during all of this too, correct? I did in the spring. It was supposed to be May, but thank you, COVID. We realized real quickly, we probably aren't going to be able to get a marriage license. So we moved it up and did a back porch wedding. It was our second and it was his kids and my kids and just us. And it was, it was, yes, it was well, a stressful time. And, 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 and um, I mean, a wedding a pandemic. Those are stressful events in and of themselves. But now I, I want our listeners to, to imagine, to almost close their eyes and think about in the midst of all of this COVID uncertainty and, and think back certainly to back in March and April when we really didn't know what this was all about. And if we were trying to uh, get a marriage taken care of, and then in the midst of all this, we also have your, your set of parents go through this very traumatic event back in their home state and there's a car accident and there's a legal proceeding that comes out of it. And now we find out that they're probably uh, not as safe as we had hoped living on their own. And so now we need to transport parents from the only state they've ever known, the state that they've lived in and call home. 
and, and bring them closer to you and, and trying to balance all of those things. And as you noted, you have your own children, your husband has uh, his own children. And so you, you're, you're still running those lives as well. And we haven't even mentioned that we have a job on top of that. H- how do you balance all that? How, how did you stay sane when it feels like life was throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you? Uh, you just have to take it a day at a time, an hour at a time. I mean, you, you, you can't curl up in a ball. There are times you want to do it, but you can't, you know, and you just have to baby steps, right? I mean, when I reached out to you guys and said, help, I have them here. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to take all this apart. I found files and, and things and stuff, but you know, I was pretty naive <laughs> about, you know, policies that they have and this and that, and, and just trying to figure out what do we have. Um, so you just have to take it one step at a time and not, it's easy to say, but not get overwhelmed because, you know, ultimately we know, we know, we know the end goal, right? And that's to right. keep your point safe and cared for and, and whatever you need to do to get to that point. Um, well, so. and I would share, I, I, I don't think that y- you were naive in all of this. I, I think just like most people in this world, you know, when you reach out to us, this is what we do day in and day out. Uh, with, with you and the vast majority of Americans, they, they just don't have to deal with this on a daily basis. And so you, you don't know what you don't know sort of thing. And it is uh, you're trying to basically learn this, this whole new area. And for you, and in a very accelerated pace due to the emergent circumstances that were going on, uh, and, and that can just be exceedingly, exceedingly difficult. Um, and that's where we always emphasize, and I, and I will say uh, to many of my clients who are uh, making a decision on, on which way to go, on whether to uh, proceed with the planning or maybe uh, to switch over to a different type of planning, that if you wait too long, what happens is life will always have a say. And if you don't tell life, this is how I'm going to do things, life eventually will tell you this is the way things are going to be. And they can tell you that uh, with an accident at home. They can tell you that by a medical event. It can tell you that by a car accident. And uh, it is coming to that realization that I need to make sure that I stay ahead of these types of circumstances uh, when you look at it now and you think about your own planning down the road, do you think this will affect you in that manner, Tanya? Oh, my goodness. Most definitely. But I'm, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. You know? <laughs> my husband and I, with his three and my three, we're already thinking, okay, what can we put in place now? But then to your point, be ready to adapt as the needs arise, you know, and just arming our kids. I mean, his kids are older than mine. But so they're old enough to kind of get a grasp of and they've seen what we've been through this year with my parents. So, yes, I mean, it absolutely has informed my decisions about how we're going to do things differently down the line. Very good. And what do you what what besides that takeaway, are there any other big takeaways um, for kind of your generation who, who have parents that are getting elderly like this? that from this experience you'd want to share with them uh, to tell them so that maybe they don't have as, as rough an entry into this area as you had? You know, I've, I've talked to so many friends. I mean, we're the sandwich generation, right, is what they call us, those raising kids and, and helping with parents. And, and a lot of my friends in my age group are in the same, same place. And 
I guess the one thing I will say, I mentioned forceful before. I don't want it to sound like I swooped in and yanked my parents from where they were. I, I think it, you still have to let them feel like they're part of the process. So I think, you know, hopefully we'll all honor our parents in that and, and help them feel like they still have a voice, you know, and you have to, especially with my parents with dementia and now mom diagnosed with Alzheimer's, you know, let them, let them speak into the areas they can speak into, but not to be scared to make the big decisions on their behalf, because ultimately your gut, you know, you just like they knew when we were kids, <laughs> they know instinct wise, what's best for us. We know what's best for them. And, and, uh, well, you've helped me get there <laughs> financially and, and oh, otherwise, you, but, um, you know, so I think it's just still giving them, empowering them in the ways that you can, you know, because that that is super important. I've seen that firsthand with mom and dad when they just feel lost because the big stuff is swirling around them. So let's let them focus on a few things that they that they can own and, and, and decide. Does that make sense? Did that, I say that, that, makes, right? that makes a great <laughs> deal of sense. And I think that'll hit home with a lot of our listeners who hear this. And especially hear your experience and, and that, that understanding of kind of uh, balancing the forcefulness with, at the same token, making sure that your parents are buying in, um, that they feel like they're part of the plan because it is their lives and, and they do matter. But there, there kind of comes a point in life where there is a bit of a role reversal and, and you experienced it in, in no uncertain terms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what you went through in your experiences, I, I hope that what you shared here today has an impact on our listeners. And uh, if it gets just one family out there to look at things and say, boy, we, we want to avoid those circumstances. Let's get things taken care of. Uh, it, it will really have served its purpose. So uh, Tanya, I cannot thank you enough. This is a very personal story, and, and you have been through a lot in a very difficult year, uh, just without your personal circumstances, just everything that all of us have been dealing with. And it was like someone looked at you and said, let's see if she can do it with a degree of difficulty. Yeah. And uh, and you have done it amazing, and you have handled everything so amazing. And your parents are, are cared for and safe, and uh, you're on top of everything. And it, it is a really big deal. So please thank you for uh, your willingness to come on our show today and, and share all of this with our listeners. Well, absolutely. Thank you. And I hope, to your point, I hope it does help someone out there. I mean, it's a cliche. They say, you don't ever think it's going to happen to you, but it, it can and, and usually does. So That's right. And, and when you don't plan for it, that's almost when you guarantee that it will. So, well, thank you, Tanya. Thank you to our listeners. This has been episode 42 of the Aging Starts Now podcast. Uh, we appreciate your listening uh, loyalty, and we look forward to you for the next episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. 
we would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 